Hi, I'm David. And I'm Shay. And you're listening to Board on the Air on CFCR, where we talk about board games and board game-related topics. On tonight's show, we will be covering what we've been playing, the news, and for our main topic, we are continuing the themes. We're going to bite off a bit of a big one here. We are talking fantasy. Yes. Yes. Fun, fun fantasy fairies. Monsters. Monsters. Basically anything that isn't like sci-fi or realistic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, we have a lot of games in this genre, I think. Uh, yeah, I think it's, it's unlike some of the other ones, it's, I wouldn't call it overused, but it's a well-used yeah. category. Yeah, I would agree. Okay, let's get into what we've been playing. Uh, didn't play a whole lot last week. You didn't play a whole lot last week. Nope. Uh, but we are going to talk about Blackout Hong Kong, uh, Alexander Feaster. Uh, this is, uh, I'm going to say four, five games old of his, three, three to five for sure. Uh, theme in it is non-existent. <laughs> Uh, you are in Hong Kong, who's had a power outage, and it's wow. lasted, yeah. and you're trying to help people. Uh, there's six resources in the game, which are in this this sort of rondelle-ish thing. Uh, you're going to play a bunch of rounds until the deck of opportunities runs out, and then you play one more round. Uh each round is broken up into seven phases. First phase, roll the dice. And that's got three resources on it. And that goes out. And they're going to, the dice are red, blue, and red. Or red, blue, and yellow. Red, blue, and red, hey? Red, blue, and yellow. <laughs> if you were listening, red, blue, and yellow. Uh huh. And then from that, you put out your uh, specialists or uh, I forget what they call them. Friends, basically. Okay. Allies? Uh, allies, yeah. And the allies give you resources. They're going to have either one to three of the color cube or die. And you get that many of that. And the specialists will allow you to do something. Some give you money. Some let you take somebody back out of the hospital. Lots of different little things. Uh, that is all done simultaneously. And you put them down face down. And you have either three or four slots, depending on if you... Have, as you move on the game, you're going to have four spots, basically. Uh, you put them face down. Then the phase after that, you flip them over and you take everything. After that phase, you're going to move into opportunities. And you're trying to complete opportunity, opportunities. And, you know, you some of them give you what's called a checkmark action, which you use later on in the round or game. And some give you more cards to get resources with. Next phase after that is you go out scouting and the board has 16 districts and they're all surrounded by multiple points of interest, we'll call them. Uh, wherever your cubes are, whatever districts they're touching, you can go into those and you get scouting coupon or scouting tokens, gotcha. uh, which are set collection for the end of the game. Uh, you can only ever have one of a color. If you get a second one, it flips over and gives you a GPS symbol, which is needed for scouting. Uh, when you scout, one of your characters ends up in the hospital mm -hmm. uh, automatically. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a rough time in Hong <laughs> like, Kong. It's going to be bad. Yeah. 
I scouted a lot and I had a lot of people in the hospital because I got my doctor locked into one spot and couldn't get a bug out. <laughs> uh, after you scout, you have the opportunity to buy uh, new opportunities. Uh, you have a market of three rows of three cards. Mm -hmm. The more cards that are there, the more they cost. So the, if, all th if the rows, rows full, it costs you four, then three, then two. Uh, so you want people to buy to things and get in on it when it's near empty. Uh, once it empties, you refill, and that's how you run through that deck. Gotcha. Uh, end of each round, the ones on the far right go away. Uh, in your resources, any food or water you have is perishable, and it goes away. Uh, it gets transferred into money, basically. And then you check your hard or your hand size limit. Uh, however many ha cards you have, if it's less than four or later in the game, less than six, you have the opportunity to take one of your piles that you had put those cards face down in back. Uh, you get, you have to take the one that's the fullest or the biggest pile. Mm -hmm. Uh, a lot of the opportunities use those piles to complete where it'll say you need to have a red, a blue, a yellow, and a purple in that row. And those are the four colors of cards. Gotcha. And then if you're able to do that action, then it allows you to do any unlock checkmark actions. And those are going to turn one resource into another or trade in stuff for straight up victory points. Uh, it has a lot of Fister DNA to it. Like if you've played Fisters, this game is familiar. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not his best, but it was very enjoyable. I just, I really like Great Western Trail and Maracaibo. So this one was good, but not great. You'd reach for the other ones. I, I would reach for the other ones first, for sure. Uh, it's worth having on the shelf because it is a little bit distinct from some of his things. But all of his games have similar feel to it, in my opinion. Uh, Cloud Age is probably one of the more different ones of his. Uh and Boone Lake is very much Maracaibo. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is Blackout Hong Kong. Uh, really solid game. Uh, it was on sale for a long time, so that's when I picked it up. Uh, if you can find it cheap, it's worth it if you're a Fister fan. Okay? <laughs> uh -huh. Okay. Uh, didn't play anything else. No, I, I. we're getting to the end of the semester here, and I yeah. am just crazy with projects at the moment uh one of them though is going through bgg so that's fun i get to stare at uh board game data basically yeah um but but yes haven't played any although i did get a new one in um i think i mentioned it last week that i got uh tiny epic dungeons in which yeah. is a kickstarter i had had for probably a year now yeah um, it was a controversial kickstarter that you got in controversial don't you remember there was some picture or something that they bashed it or oh it was the the girls in it were not uh something like PC. that yeah. i don't yeah i don't really remember it's been a while but yeah. um i did get that one in so eventually play that if i get a break in between projects well not in between yeah. projects but if i get a break uh maybe try that out i also got something in called a uh, tiny library and what this is is it's a deck really two decks of cards and they're single-card role-playing games, or sim something similar to that. So the idea is you're supposed to shuffle the deck, pull out a random one, and go with that. And I think some of them are like 
create a character. Some of them are, you know, they're just smaller games, right? Uh, but it's kind of neat. And it was like 12 bucks to order. And every single card is created by a different person. So all of the updates that they sent when we were waiting for this to come in was um, basically descriptions from the artists and the authors as to how they came up with the game. Yeah. So I am looking forward to maybe pulling a couple of those out and seeing. I know you're not really into them, but probably Jordan and Mum would play with me. Uh, and at the very least, some of them look like you could play solo. So I'm I'm interested to see exactly what you can do with them. And either way, even if we don't play it that much, I thought, you know, that amount of money to s support some artists or some designers yeah, it was it, worth it. It's an interesting concept. So I, I, I'm curious to see what, if you guys like it or not. Yeah. Uh, I picked up a couple of ex expansions last week because uh, I'm not buying new games. Yeah. Apparently expansions in, don't count. In theory. Uh, I got uh, Maracaibo expansion, which I'm really looking forward to because you're fighting back against the colonists. And I was able to pick up a used copy of the uh, Kickstarter stuff for Lords of Hellas. Open it up, and it's a big box of miniatures and plastic, and it looks really cool. Uh, Lords of Hells is one that I've, I think I've only played once, maybe twice. Mm -hmm. I think twice. Twice, but it, it's a really solid dudes on a map game where you don't have to just go out and fight to win. Uh, there's monsters and stuff you can attack, which is fighting, but in a different way. Right. And there's an area control aspect to it, and you can build the temples to the gods uh, and this just adds more stuff to this game mm -hmm. it's there's one new mechanic where you can be uh the one titan that's against the gods uh one Kronos? versus Kronos yeah. Kronos versus many so everybody else is trying to get him Jordan thinks that's awesome and yeah the, I'm sure he would and the Kronos figure is big and bulky and overproduced and wonderful uh-huh uh the other game that I pre-ordered Oh, God, almost a year ago came in, and that was uh, Now or Never. Right, yes, we did get that game. The, the new Ryan Lockett. Or, yeah, newest Ryan Lockett. Yes. So that means I got his last two, and both of them are still in the shrink. <laughs> Wait, really? The one before it? Uh, Sleeping Gods. Oh, okay, all right. I was thinking uh, Near and Far. Near and Far, we finished. We played that one, yeah. Uh, we got the expansion, haven't played it yet. Right. Uh, so, yeah, that's the new stuff on my shelf and your shelf. Your yeah. shelf mainly. A couple my, things my of shelf mine. mainly, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have some more stuff coming. Uh, so some do Kickstarter I. Kickstarter stuff coming. Uh, new Architects is supposed, or Architects expansion with Big Box. Yeah. Uh, looking forward to that. Uh, another solid game. Yeah, I think the the next Kickstarter I should be getting is the Everdell one. If That's I'm, never coming. I don't know if it's ever coming, to be yeah. honest. Because it's they still haven't closed the Pledge Manager, and it was supposed to be fulfilling now. Yeah, it, they are extremely backlogged to the point that they were getting so much flack that the publisher said they're no longer going to follow social media. Yeah. 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 It's interesting. It's in, it, Yeah, they they have put two updates out in the past, like, month, which is more than they usually do. And again, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not really one for, uh, you know, getting on them about updating, like, every week type thing. They don't need to do that. We don't need yep. to hear that. But it was it was kind of like they're they're talking. It, the, each update has seemed to be in the same. It's like, you know, now now they've gotten all of the digital proofs for what they're what the cards and stuff are going to look like, and they're going through all of those, and they're going to close the pledge. They'll announce two weeks before they close the pledge monitor that they're closing it. 
and it, it's still open. <laughs> it's yeah. still open. So hopefully it comes at some point, but uh, who knows? It's possible I could be getting uh, uh, Artisans of Splendid Veil. Before it. Before it, yeah. but we'll see. Yeah, it's, it's not looking promising for a, a quick delivery on that. No, no. Uh, looks like my Viscounts has already gone to print. Nice. <laughs> I, and that just closed like last month. Yeah. I also am waiting for, this is not a board game, but uh, my painting tap, my painting um, wet palette. Oh, yeah. yeah. That actually, the last update they gave, it was looking really good. So I'm hoping that'll come before the summer when I can actually start painting some yeah. more. So. And my pledge manager for Voidfall, I finished today. Mm -hmm. I was sort of holding off because it's not supposed to ship till 2023. And I'm like, I don't really want to give them my money this early. And then I thought I just want to do it before I forget about I it. I would too. definitely forget about it. Yeah. yeah. Yes. All uh, right. So should we move on to the news? Let's go into the news. All right. Uh, you are listening to Board on the Air on CFCR, and we are jumping into the news now. Everything today is game announcements. Like, I don't think I saw a single piece of news that wasn't a game announcement. There was a con over the weekend. Um, Gamma yep. con or something What's, like that. It's, it's the game. It's not really a con. It's a... All the publishers and distributors get together, basically. Gotcha. Okay. Um, workshop or something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> in Reno. A week before was Dice Tower West, and then they go right to Gamma from that point. Right. So a lot of game announcements. Uh, I kind of just collected the ones that I recognized. Um, so first off, one that is pretty interesting to us, and that is a new one from Cosmos Games, uh, Reiner Knizia which is My Island. Um, this is a follow-up, a sequel to My City, yes. which we absolutely loved. It was a legacy game that was also uh, like map building, tile placement. Yeah. Like it was a very was Tetris, Tetris style. Yep. Uh, but you added more things onto the board the farther into the scenarios you got. Um, this one, they haven't announced many details on it yet, but it sounds like it's going to be pretty similar. Although it looks like it might be hexagon tiles. Yeah, the, if you zoom in on you the picture, you can see hexagons. Yeah. Where so, the first one, you could see the tiles. Yeah, yeah. so uh, so hexagons is what it looks like. but And this one's a an island instead of a city. Yeah. But it was a great game. So I am looking forward to that one. Well, it was such an approachable legacy game that yeah. you could just whip through quickly. We crushed quickly. it. And the thing is, it is set up to then play again and again and again, right? You don't have to... Stop, stop after you finish yeah. the legacy we, we haven't <laughs> um but yes yeah um another one from cosmos is a new Catan game possibly oh they called the... it Catan dawn of humankind yeah but the game they compared it to in the announcement wasn't a Catan game it was like uh sounded kind of like uh palaces or like uh settlers of something else i think oh but let me see if I, I, I saw it. the title. Um, I didn't read anything about it because as soon as I see Catan, yeah. I sort of doze off. Yeah, they're wondering if this is a new version of Settlers of the Stone Age. Okay. Yeah, but I had never heard of that. But anyway, there is a new Catan game coming out. Well, with the Catans, they have the Catan core, like with the, all the expansions and everything. Yeah. And then they did some one-offs, we'll say it. And there was a lot of more Catan histories and stuff like that. And... 
Catan Settlers of the Stone Age was one of that sort of branch off of the main core. Perfect. So, well, I had never heard of that before, but I was just like, well, you know, it's on the same announcement as the My Island, but Catan. Um, Some from, I think the OP does these, uh, Smash Up is we had talked about them actually that they it's gonna be their 10th anniversary yeah and they're announcing a new not even just like technically small expansions uh but side on which is disney yeah they're doing a disney one i don't remember if we talked about the disney one we did the marvel one yes so they're announcing disney yeah um smash up disney and it's going to be really released later this year but yeah it's a new new kind of base box yeah um with a whole bunch of heroes and villains in it and everybody's Thinking it's going to play with the rest of the Smash Up stuff, All so you can do. have like, you know, Jasmine zombies. Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> all of them, it would it wouldn't make sense for them to have yeah. them not match up. No, exactly. Uh, another one from the OP, or at least from the same designer of that game of Smash Up, uh, Disney Sorcerer's Arena. So this one is actually based off of an app. Which I think I own it actually. Well, not own it. I think I downloaded the app. It's a battle style game with Disney characters. In the app, if I'm thinking of the right one, the Disney character is kind of like a alternate universe where the Disney characters are warriors. So they have their same, you know, looks. Well, no, not their same looks. They have similar looks and their same stories. However, they also are set up for fighting in this world they're in. Mortal Kombat Disney. Okay. Um, and so it looks like they're making a board game based off of this, which from the pictures look to be two player and it's kind of card laying. So think Yu-Gi-Oh, but a, it's a battle arena style game. Um, another one from the OP, they announced uh, Avatar The Last Airbender Fire Nation Rising game. Very long name, but generally uh, this is a co-op dice and card game. Yeah, so this is... One of a series. They yeah. had Thanos Rising, yeah. Va- or Sith Rising, uh, Harry Potter Rising, and now this, this one. This one, yeah. And there might there might have been more, but I, I haven't played any of them. Uh, they look like your traditional Yahtzee, yeah. fill up a card, get something yeah. game. But I like Avatar The Last Airbender, so I was interested. Yep. Oh, what else do we got here? Um... Another city game. So this one, uh, I had never heard of this game, but the person who was posting about it mentioned that it was a game that's been out of print for a while, but it's supposed to be excellent. But of course you can't find anywhere. It's called Small City. Yes. Um, by Albin Viard. Yeah, this is the one on Kickstarter, right? Yes, it, that's the yep. announcement, is that the Kickstarter was announced for a deluxe edition and an expansion. Um, yeah, I don't know much about this game. Um, there wasn't much posted about it on the article that I found. Yeah, I think Adam but, talked about this one. But yeah, the, the lady who was on it said she, <laughs> unfortunately, she paid a lot for basically an eBay version of it. Yeah. And then now the Kickstarter has been announced. But generally, this might be one to check out since people seem to like it. Yeah. A game called Way Too Many Cats. I thought it was relevant to us. <laughs> um, it's from we, we only have three too many. <laughs> with four cats. Yes, uh, designer, I like one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Designer Carla Coop uh, from Weird Draft Games, which I think is an excellent name for a board game company. Is excellent. I love it. Um, it I th- at first, I thought this might be just a silly kids game, right? But it's a tile placement. Like, you're building a cat shelter, basically. 
and you get these cats and think of it like Isle of Cats a bit where depending on who you place them with you score different points. Um, you know, there's grumpy cats and happy cats, it seems like, and, you know, different colored ones and stuff like that. And what you do is you build this shelter up and then you score. And so I thought it seemed kind of cute. And I kind of yep. want to look into it more because I love cat games and tile placement is always fun. For sure. A uh, game that also interested me, um, Descent Games, is they're announcing, I didn't see if it was a Kickstarter or not, but they announced a game called Library Labyrinth. And the idea is you're combining the powers of fictional and historical women to get books back on the shelves. So I think that's all the description they give, but it sounds like, um, do you remember that movie I watched when I was younger where the Page kid, gets, yeah, Page Master, where the kid gets stuck, sucked into the books. It sounds like that. That's the vibe right. it gives me. But ba basically you are using these fictional yep. and historical women and somehow defeating probably things that are making these books come off the shelves and you put them back on type thing. Cool. Anyway, the thing that really got me about that was the the fictional historical women aspect. It's also a f at least one female designer. Um, thought it was very interesting and I kind of, again, want to look up more about it when more information gets released. Cool. Uh, I think I have one more here. I do. Uh, Leader Games. I assume that's how it's pronounced. They're the ones behind Root. Yep. Um, They've announced a direct retail game coming out in 2020 or late 2022 called Ahoy. Okay. And it's an exploration game where you, it sounds like it's a two player game. You're moving around on a board with tiles. You flip the tiles as you explore. There's items out there and your goal is to get these items and get them to other places to fulfill contracts. It's cool. a pirate game, right? Yeah. But yeah, sounded kind of interesting. Yeah. Uh, second printing of Great Western Trail. Oh, right. You sent expansion. me that one is uh, third quarter still have not seen the second edition of the base game uh <laughs> i will probably wait for the expansion to come out before i do both and then try and see if anybody wants my original copy there's just there, there's extra stuff in them yeah fair enough yeah uh another one but it opens on kickstarter in a couple weeks and so we'll talk about that next week perfect okay main topic yes fantasy, fantasy games. games in six minutes <laughs> Uh, so fantasy games are, I would say they use a wide range of mechanics. Uh, we did a lot last week with, uh, manufacturing. Yes. And we said they lended themselves more to that worker placement. Yes. In the fantasy, we get anything from abstract strategy to worker placement to dudes on a map. Yeah. Like, I think fantasy is one of those really broad ones. Yeah. Um, so it does, of course, lend itself to many things. And you do see it in pretty much every mechanic that exists out there. Because it's so easy to plaster it onto something, right? Like, it's whether or not you could take IPs, plenty of fantasy IPs to be able to throw things uh into yeah yeah like or, your war of the ring yeah exactly or is just like there's so many like fairies pixie queen right yeah. like that's easy to take from almost mythology really we talked we were kind of discussing the difference between mythology and fantasy yes but you know pixie queen is one that definitely takes those fairies and puts it in there uh you got stuff like in the hall of the mountain king i would argue because i always think of that one as dwarves, well, dwarves right? and yeah. stuff yeah right it's it's mythical creatures yeah uh you know lords of hellas is probably something that lends itself more to mythology yeah and we talk champions of midgard is also more of a mythology uh game yeah but 
still kind of fantasy, right? And a lot of these these games have fantasy elements to them. Yeah, and you get something like uh, Heroes of Lantern and Sea, where there's a bunch of different races and stuff, but they're all, you know, one of them's mermaids yeah. and Atlantis and that type of thing, right? So they they bring in those different characters. I, I like the games that bring in those characters and don't make every character bad, mm-hmm. right? Like whether if you're a dwarf or if you're an ogre, you don't have to be the bad guy, right? You be Shrek. You can be Shrek. <laughs> uh, you know, role-player adventures. You have your choice of races. It's yep. sort of D&D-ish. Yeah. Right? You know, uh, Lords of Waterdeep, a worker placement game uh, set in the D&D universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, another good fantasy game. Well, even Merchant's Cove, right? Like, yep. that's all fantasy-based. Yeah, because you're raising dragons in the one. Yeah. You're, uh, you know, there's lots of stuff going on in these fantasy games, and they do a good job of bringing in different mechanics, different themes around, or different I think, segments. I, I think would say. the thing I like about it is, I, I would argue there's still, after I say this, I'd say there's still um, a way for designers to basically just fit colonialism into fantasy worlds they're like mm, they're elves but uh they act like humans you know like that kind yep. of thing yeah but at the same time it's very it's nice when you go more fantasy because you can steer away from that a little easier or it doesn't always have like you can do a, a economic style game without it being about colonizing a real place right for sure like, it's a swamp. I don't actually know any games in a swamp. But you get the idea, right? Yeah. It's it's a little bit safer. Um, obviously, there's always issues with that. Like, one thing, and if anybody's familiar with what's going on in the Harry Potter world right now, um, there's some issues of where fairy tales come from. Goblins have a very uh, anti-Semitic background. But not a lot of games have those. Yeah. So we're good. Um, but it's still a little bit, I don't know, less harmful with fantasy compared to doing maybe more historical or realistic games? Yes, I, I, I would agree. There, there's You're not pulling from the same... What, uh, two stories? Two stories, <laughs> yeah. exactly. The same colonization. Like, you know, Kingdom Rush is one that probably lends itself to what you were just saying, where you are the knights and stuff and a bunch of creatures fantasy yeah. creatures are coming and you're taking them down because the fantasy creatures have to be the bad they're guys. always the bad guys right yeah, yeah that's less fun yeah, much that, less fun that is less fun than the games where I, fantasy characters are just part of the character i love merchant's cove because yeah. you are you're, you're you're all fantasy characters and it's basically like mm, well we've evolved you know it's kind of like onward right we've evolved yeah. and now we're living in what's basically could be recognized as our world except it's fantasy well, Which is and, super interesting. And that's exactly it. And you have Gloomhaven and yeah. and Frosthaven where he's gone out of his way to hire, you know, people to make sure he's not putting biases towards... There's no stereotypes in yeah, it. Yeah, the stereotype. To try and elim- eliminate stereotypes as best as he can. Yeah. Right? So I definitely think as much as this... Uh, theme is used a lot. I don't think it's a bad one. Like I said at the beginning, I don't think it's overused because there's just so much fun you can have with it. There's so many fantasy stories out there that you can take from, you can play with. Yeah. Um, that I think it's just more fun than some of the, you know, the European in a castle. 
yeah. style games. Like, Those can be fun, but like the it's you know it gets boring after a while. Well, and you look at a game like Memoir Forty Four, where it's World War Two, and they redid that as battle lore, and it's all fantasy creatures. Yeah, like, it's, that's that's a nice twist on a proven mechanic. Yeah, absolutely. And I I, I think that a lot of people are using that but are trying to get away from the stereotypical fantasy roles. Yes. Okay, I'm David. And I'm Shay. And we will talk to you next week. Have a good night.